Hello, 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 and welcome to Tune Tunes, the show where we talk about the tunes from cartoons and the music from our favorite animated media in general. We are back. My name is Owen Elphick. And I am Eliana Ulloa. And today we'll be continuing our discussion of the Backyardigans' self-titled album. on to the next song uh which is maybe my favorite song so far it's yeti stomp yeti stomp yo the syncopation on this shit the syncopation on this track she perfect expertly done this this was the episode uh the, the episode the yeti the, the the music genre for this was like rhythm and blues or like james brown style funk and i just love i love the groove on this i love like the brass and the guitar yeah on this it's it's so much fun uh instantly it like gets me going it i mean it's a great opportunity for for pablo who honestly kind of has been one of the weaker voices on the album thus far but this is really a chance for for him to like shine yeah he has a very mild voice but but it works really well uh, over this like very like energetic production i don't know i i I just think it's a it's, it's a great 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 song um again like with paul smith evan larry douglas weiselman were were the the team behind this one and it's and it's a lot of a lot of fun it's a lot there's a lyric in here that i just want to focus on very quickly because when i heard it originally on the soundtrack it sounded like pablo was saying i like raisins and spaghetti because right they have to like find like rhymes for yeti yeah but i i I thought he said like i like raisins and spaghetti and i was like that's an interesting combination According to the lyrics on the Barkyard Against Wiki, what he is actually saying is, I like raisins, not spaghetti. Oh. My man Pablo is, is rejecting the spaghetti that I guess his parents are trying to feed him at dinner every night. He's like, he's like, I do not, I do not fuck with spaghetti. It's raisins all day. He does like raisins. You know what? Pablo's, Pablo's a, a weird kid, but we love him. You know? We do love him. Also, just, I love the idea of a, of a Yeti eating raisins. Just the, the visual image of like a Yeti just... <laughs> In his igloo, just like one at a time, just eating, eating yeah. raisins. <laughs> just, just makes me like a little yeah. box of Honeywell. Just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the image of like the Yeti from Monsters, Inc. Or yes. even better. Here, here's a deep cut. The Yeti from Pop Tropica Cryptids Island. Wow. Um, <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about how that formed my entire personality now. Yeah, just the image of a Yeti eating raisins but specifically not eating spaghetti indeed yeah ah yeah it's so good i love it a lot it's 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 really really fun and i perhaps also like it because it has some of the more like clever lyrics stuff Mm-hmm. I also appreciate that Paulo, he is not afraid to share with you that he's got his messy hair. He's kind of dirty and a little bit sweaty. That's it's, yeah. uh, that is all allowed. That's okay. It's 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 all right to to have like to be a little bit smelly, to be a little gross because he's a yeti. That's that's how he's yeah. being today. I appreciate that freedom. Exactly. You know, it, it's empowering. And my one gripe with the song, I, I I want more from the like chorus, but. I don't know specifically what I want more from the chorus, but I'm like, I think the chorus needs a little push, a little, a little bit more of a push. But other than that, it goes. Um, I like it. It's I like it a it's lot. It's pure funk. It's pure funk, and we love to see it. Absolutely, James Brown would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but shout out to James Brown. 
Um, Shout out to James Brown. On a completely different note, another another song that like allows an individual character to have like a moment to shine that they maybe maybe haven't had yet. It's it's a Queens are never wrong, which is Tasha's big solo number on the album. Yeah. What did you think of this? I'm not crazy about it, um, which is a shame because I love Tasha. My first listen through where I was like, I don't know what, what genres these are. I just wrote uh, white people jazz. Uh, and then I like actually. <laughs> Sorry, you just took a sip of water. <laughs> and then and then I looked again and I was right. It's a big band. Yeah, it's a big band song. It's big band swing. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, God, no, not white people jazz. Um, but I do love. <laughs> I'm mad. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> white people jazz. No, I know what you mean, though. This is like definitely like one of the whitest. I, I could say as a white person, this is like one of the whitest songs on, which doesn't make it bad. It's just it. it it's just that is what it you is. Know, that is what it is. Um, I, I love Tasha's vocals. You know, I I. I her voice like, is so sweet. Her voice is so sweet. So I just, sweet and pure. I just wish the song... I wanted the song to be bigger than it actually was. So, so I felt a little disappointed in that, especially because it is, like, trying to, like, emulate, like, big band. And, and I don't know if it's, like, a mixing issue or if it's just, like, fundamentally in the music. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, my only complaint with, like, Yeti Stomp was that it, like, it ends so abruptly. Right, like it's like I I really love the song and I think it's a lot of fun, but then it like cuts off very suddenly, um, and that was unfortunate. And I feel like there's maybe a similar thing here for Queens Are Never Wrong, where like, where maybe it feels like it ought to be bigger for you. I don't know. I I thought it was a cute track. It's definitely not one of my favorites, but it but I did find it like surprisingly addictive. Yeah. There's this really cool thing where, right, like it starts out very sunny mm-hmm. in terms of just it, of it just being like. Da, 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 like that's that's just sort of very like sunny and and major and positive but then when she goes to the like i'm in charge of it all eh, like there's there's like a and especially like the yes your majesty like mm-hmm. i say do this they say yes your majesty i liked that a lot because it feels like yeah. it feels very jazzy yeah. White people jazzy, but still jazzy. Like it gives like it it, it it makes it not so sunny. It gives like the music an edge mm-hmm. that that I thought and I appreciated that sort of variety in, in the track so that it wasn't just necessarily like a cutesy sunny track. And I, I don't know, I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, again, I, 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 I like Tasha's voice a lot. Uh, all that being said, abolish the monarchy. <laughs> but um Yeah. But, but yeah. you know, shout out to Queen Tasha. Also, this song was, I, I, I believe, written by, by Robert Skull. It's, it's, his, oh. it's his first writing credit on the, on, the, on the album. And then Evan Lurie and Douglas Wiseman on the, on the composing again. Um, but yeah, shout out to Robert Skull for, for some fun for some fun lyrics. I also, it's also just so funny to me that it starts like, I'm Queen Tasha. I rule the whole backyard. I rule everything. It's really not that hard, <laughs> which is, of course, easy to say if your domain is merely a backyard, perhaps harder in other contexts of, of being a queen. What, so next track, Those Bones. Those Bones. This is the first example of a song on this album. And there are a few where they're taking a melody of a song that previously existed and writing new lyrics to it and sort of flipping it and remixing it. In this case, uh, this is done to the tune of 
dem bones like that whole thing is and they and they do it to that tune yeah but with a steel drum yeah i was like the song started and i was like are we i was not expecting interpolation on this album you know like i was a lot of interpolation on this album yeah there is it's just like they they save it i mean i like i fuck with it yeah, this is fun. I mean, the, the this is done in like Township Jive, which is maybe like the most obscure musical <laughs> genre out of all the ones we're going to talk about. It's like very, like it's a very specific kind of. Keith Kaxorak was was one of the co-writers on this one, along with McPaul Smith. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I th- this is not my favorite sort of remix mm-hmm. and and interpolation that that they do on this album. But I appreciate like the way they sort of slow it down the way they slow it down is is cool tasha and uniqua they both sort of give there's like their vocals give the song like a kind of spice to it yeah that i feel like maybe doesn't exist in the versions that i first encountered with those bones. <laughs> and i have barely any memory uh, of this version of those bones from the backyard against and that's because like i don't know again it's not it's just not the strongest on here they don't like the yeah. way they redo the lyrics are kind of they're just like the small bones are connected to the to the bigger bones, and the big bones are connected to the really big bones. I was like, "Come on, man!" Like, I appreciated that there was like a sort of like there was like a sort of like the key was changing or something when they were doing yeah. that, and that was kind of cool, like melodically. But but I was just like, from a lyrical standpoint, I was like, "All right, we're really like I like it." it I already don't expect like lyrical greatness from from these songs, but this is really this is punching below below your weight yeah it also the ending bothers me because mm-hmm. it's just like but th- th- they keep being like like the echoing of the bones and the bones like we gotta find those bones dig the bones bones bo-. and then the last line of the song is uh, we'll find those slap bosaurus bones buried in these hills <laughs> yeah and i was like no you can't just like it just sounds so awkward at ending on hills, and it doesn't even attempt to rhyme with anything that came before yeah. it. <laughs> it's just like it ends, and you're like, mm. "Okay." It was like, <laughs> like it was just weird. It felt weird. It felt wrong. You're just like, "Well, that happened." Goddamn. Yeah, the ending is truly uh, not great. It's one of the worst, worst endings. And so, yeah, that's, that's why I, I, uh, this is not one of my favorite sort of remix, but you know, what is one of my favorite remixes on this album? Yes. It's Buffalo Girls and Boys. Holy shit. That is literally, one of my notes is literally just the phrase, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) This song is amazing. It's so good. So this, this song, the original version of the song is, is Buffalo Gals. Uh, Buffalo girls, won't you come out tonight? Won't you come? Out? You know, you've seen "It's a Wonderful Life," mm-hmm. but there are break beats. It's so oh, it's it's Buffalo gals with break beats, and I love it. It's just like I put this on four seconds, and I was like, "We're doing hip hop. Let's fucking go!" Like I was mm-hmm. so, especially because it is like Buffalo gals, like you know, like um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. I have seen "It's a Wonderful Life." <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, I recognize it. Uh, yeah, the breakbeats, the like flow of it all. It's very like early '90s hip hop, which I dig. Oh, even earlier, I would say this is like this is like yeah, 80s like even, because it's, because the breakbeat is yeah. like, so simple and it's so 
but the piano is great like yeah it, it's just a classic hip-hop beat yeah 80s is right like the flow is super strong <laughs> like it's just it's just so good i i can't form coherent like good criticism of it or like critique it's just it works spectacularly well again like this is a song that and this is i think i, I think this is just like a great example of of doing what hip-hop does so so well is like taking taking like pre-existing music and flipping it and making it like way doper than it was before like the you would i would have never thought oh yeah let's take buffalo gals and make it hip-hop that's that's not a a thought that would enter my brain but it's it's really fun like cowgirls cowboys like and the the sort of and dance by the light of the like the way that 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 that, that, it's sort of like a beat off than what it would be sort of in the normal song and so it it gives it this sort of it like defamiliarizes it in a really cool way um and and that's all fun i love the like of the piano uh that hit is is, it just makes me happy and and straight up like like this beat is great like i would i i was kind of freestyling a lot over this beat in the moments where they weren't singing i was i was like rapping i was like yeah it's a great beat they did a good i think they did a good job make, making it hip-hop yeah. i guess the only like critique i would have is like the transition from the second chorus is a little awkward like the second chorus mm. is a little too mm-hmm. short and and moves into the next verse a little weird but but I think, but again it's, it's it's a lot of fun shout out to the backyard against the original hip-hop cowboys <laughs> for real well that's the other thing is like again it's like cowboys would not necessarily connect hip-hop with like the cowboy genre but maybe we should do that maybe 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 cowboys need to be hip-hop now maybe that's what needs to happen i mean we we got we got lil nas x so i think we're moving in that direction that's what i'm saying (laughs) i wanna i want i want lil nas x i want like a lil nas x version of buffalo girls and boys from the backyard again I want this remix remixed. Do you think if we tweeted at him, he would do it? Maybe. I don't know. It's worth a try. <laughs> it is worth a try. When this episode when this episode comes out, we can we can we can tweet at Lil Nas X and be like, "My guy, this is what the people want. This is what these people want." <laughs> <laughs> so fun. What a fun song. And now I want to go back to the whole episode writing for the because if hip-hop was like the the genre for this whole episode i want to hear more of like pablo and tyrone and uniqua and and tasha maybe rapping i need to hear them spit because this isn't really i mean it is rapping they do sort of rap it but but again it's like sort of it's with sort of pre-existing lyrics and then they sing the new lyrics i want to hear someone like kick like a cowboy freestyle let's go you know what i'm saying shout out to the shout out to that trudge 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 Another disco track, another 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 one that Rada Blank uh, contributed to. I, I I should start by saying with this one, the the lyric "This mound of sand is out of hand." That's a great lyric. <laughs> it's so good. That's a fantastic lyric. Again, I'm going to just God. I love I love woodwinds. I love <laughs> 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 I love clarinets. I think they they yeah. they're great. You know. Yeah, this song is a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's repetitive. It, th- there's not much more to the song than than like the chorus uh mm-hmm. you know that th- there are technically verses but it's it's mainly chorus i don't i wouldn't say it's repetitive in a bad way it's fun enough and it does feel like trudging you know it, it feels like it goes with what's what's supposed to be happening in in the episode that this is for which is um which is uh, the quest for the flying rock again um and it's like pablo and tyrone like trudging through like a bunch of sand they're basically being archaeologists i believe in this episode yes i, I the mix didn't prioritize the vocals enough 
So that, like, they became hard to hear towards the end of the song. Sure. Um, especially when it's especially when they're not singing together especially when it's like just a solo line for each mm -hmm. of them yeah i'm not mad at the repetitive lyrics i think i wanted more because i really enjoyed the like instrumentation for the song yeah but you know it's not the worst in the world um the line like being stuck in fudge yeah 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 being stuck in this sandy muck is like being stuck in fudge (laughs) (laughs) they also say at one point they also say i think it's like the the very last line is like stuck like a duck in a pond of muck <laughs> those are bars those are straight bars it, it's really it's just just some stirring imagery right there it really makes you like picture the situation they're in it gives it yeah like, some some strong metaphors happening right some there. strong metaphors you feel for them yeah no uh, yeah this, this song's fun um it's, it's, it's a lot of fun it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a good time it's not again it's not my favorite but i think i, I think it's fun you know it is my favorite yes <laughs> shh shh Secret. I'm. Bro. I, my only notes on this are whoa, immediately recognizable as like a spy song, and also fuck yeah, and uh, like we've discussed in our last uh, our pilot our pilot series our pilot series. You are. Uh, w- would you call yourself a connoisseur of the spy genre? Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, in the same way that I was really into pirates when I was when I was a kid, I was also really into spy into the spy genre, and I'm I'm specifically like fascinated in terms of like what makes like spy music sound like spy music we talked about this with like with perry the platypus when we were talking about phineas and ferb but but this is just i mean there's just something so the first thing the first note i wrote for this one and we were like maybe three seconds i was like three seconds into it and i was just like all caps the best song and i may be a bit biased because i like spy genre stuff so much but i also think you know this was the song that um Again, that I like quote tweeted when I when I made that tweet about the backyardigans. Uh, if you if you like watch the clip for this song, they're in the backyard. They're, like it's it's like it's at the beginning of the episode. They're in the backyard. They haven't even sort of gone into the imaginary world on the mission yet. They're just dancing to this like this amazing string line. Like the violin on this song uh, is just incredible, and the way they're dancing that like it's so. It's so good. Um, the uh, and, and I think like the it's it's like I can't talk. Um, I also think it's so interesting that they chose like tango to be like the music genre for the spy episode for Secret Mission. Um, at least for this this particular there there's a, there's another spy episode that comes later which we don't get to talk about uh, for this for this because it's it's not on this album I wish it were because I love that I love international super spy but anyway but so but for secret mission they ch- they had tango be like the the music genre and I think it, it, it it's a very like it's very smart how it's used here again to give that sense of suspense that sort of like and the and again like the the whispered the like shh secret is like that's really incredible i love the lyrics i love the like uh secret agent smooth and i'm secret agent sly and i spy what i spy with my secret agent it's uh, yeah that's yeah i feel like unlike other genres and episode matches like that we've seen like hip-hop cowboys and salsa superheroes i think tango spies is like like ob- like it's so like obviously yeah, um for sure like th- i'd say the sort of like je ne sais quoi of the spy genre 
of music is very much rooted in tango. Um, so when I like heard it, I was like, not only is like this tango, it's obviously like a spy song. Again, it's just executed perfectly. Like again, like those lyrics, like you were just sort of like, like vibey singing them, like you were mm-hmm. going all out, and I was over here like nodding my head, like it goes. They're not even. They're not even like. It's not like they're like brilliant or anything, but I think it's it's just that the, they're more. The lyrics are way more active, and they're doing a lot more lifting yeah. in this particular song than you maybe see in some other ones. I I also love like Tyrone's like we we do what we do and we don't ask permission we're secret agents on a secret mission like those kinds of rhymes like the permission mission that that's that really does it for me and i liked it i liked it a lot um and and the other thing about this song is like it's only like a minute 15 I think we said something mm-hmm. similar for like Perry the Platypus, but it's like a minute 15 and it's addictive as fuck. Like I want to yeah. like just hit repeat because it, it, it leaves you like wanting more. There are some songs on this where, where it's like complete and you're like, okay, that's enough. Some of them where it like feels too short. This feels like um, just enough to feel complete, but, but it's not enough, but, but it's, it's, it's so little that you want more. And so you just go back and replay it again. <laughs> Yeah, it's very much like you, like, I finished it, and I was like, hold on, I need to run that shit back. Like, let's go. Oh, like, so, it's, it's so, so good. It's so great. I don't understand why this didn't have a bigger thing on, on, on TikTok. I mean, you know, it was, again, it was it was one when, when Twitter was having its moment of, like, celebrating Backyard Against Music. It definitely popped up. But Yeah, it but, popped um, up. And uh, International Super Spy was big on TikTok. Oh, I love International Super Spy, but we're not. We, we, that's not on this. That's that's not on this album. This is just uh, in case we didn't already mention the backyard against the self-titled album is. It's just uh, songs from the first season, so we don't. The other stuff we we're not gonna be able to get into that unless we decide to come back for another album, which we might. You know, we if, might if, if people are feeling like it. Uh, we we can talk about other stuff in the backyard against discography. But for now, yeah, Secret Agent is great. I love Secret Agent. This is the only time on the album that it does this. They've included, like, in the inclusion of multiple songs from the same episode, they've actually put them back to back. Yes, there there are there are songs from multiple, like, there are multiple songs from the same episode on uh, for, for a couple episodes on this. There's also, like, two from the Yeti episode. Mm-hmm. Um, like Yeti Stomp and Row Your Boat are both from the same episode. But yes, there is, they do make the very deliberate choice in terms of, of Secret Mission to put this back to back with the next song, which is yeah. Laser Limbo Tango in uh, parentheses Limbo Rock, mm-hmm. which is obviously a, it's a, it's an interpolation on, on the song Limbo Rock. Da, 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 da. To get it right off the bat, I wish that there was percussion to this. Um there there isn't or if there is it's like Mm. like so quiet that i could barely notice it so i just like that that, right off the bat i wanted there to be percussion to this but with that being said i it's almost like perfectly for lack of a better phrase like musical theatery and that like they have painted the image of what is going on with the lyrics very obviously Mm um so like i appreciated that because i Again, listen to this without having ever watched the the Secret Mission episode. I can see what's happening. I like it's so clear in front of me. So I I appreciated that a lot. I I also just love the conceit because the in the spy genre, like the idea of like a hall of lasers, mm-hmm. right? Like like a, like having to get through 
a bunch of lasers. That's that's obviously like an old trope, and it feels like the the idea of the agents having to limbo to get around the lasers is so fresh and delightful and it's and obviously they do it that way because like that makes it appropriate for children but it's delightful because it feels sort of so new in terms of how to approach that that pretty common yeah. trope in the spy genre and it's like not inaccurate the bit is that like when spies approach a hall of lasers like so, like it's always the last one is a limbo right they always have to like like lay themselves down and like get really low to get under yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah no this is one of the only songs on here that's actually not composed by the usual people it's 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 by john sheldon and billy strange both on like writing and composition and i don't know why maybe it's because they needed something very specific for like a limbo song maybe, maybe those are the people who wrote limbo rock i don't know i should have done i should have i should have checked up on that but in any event i think it's it's done really well and i agree it does paint a picture well it's very like funny especially like Tyrone having to like keep those antlers by the floor uh bend down low and keep it loose secret agent limbo moose (laughs) very good very 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 fun um you know again I I agree about the percussion I like the sort of guitar solo um that comes up at one point but there are like but but there are is maybe more sort of like gaps in this for dialogue um, and there may be needed to be on the soundtrack. And again, I understand why that is in the context of the episode, but I don't know. I will also say Pablo is is pretty pitchy on this one, <laughs> which is maybe unfair of me to say because. But 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 I also noticed that, and so it's you know it's not the it's not the best one, but I do I do really appreciate that it like goes right out of like Secret Agent into Secret Agent <laughs> Limbo Team. Um, that's fun, um, and you know it's it's a fun little interpretation interpolation what have we got next oh we've got the we've got the one the other one that's from the yeti episode we've got row Row your your boat boat. another interpolated song from of course row 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 your boat of course yeah but this time in the arctic i dig it i dig this one so hard the there's something about the way that they like arranged the harmonies on this song and i think it was like pure like function The 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 harmonies they're so tight like these are hard harmonies these are difficult harmonies oh my god um, yes and they had like freaking 10 year olds <laughs> the, na- the first one of the first things i wrote down was like these harmonies are delicious and i love the way it's like row your boat you know kids may not have necessarily heard limbo rock before they may not have necessarily heard buffalo gals before um there's a good chance they have but it's but you know they're not it, not necessarily they they have 110 percent heard row, row, row your boat right um before and this is such a uh like a like this is like the coldest remix of this song I've ever heard. I love yeah. like like the beat is so solid. I love that it's again like they've slowed it down in such a particular way. Um like the like that that pace feels really uh like good and also like appropriate to specifically what they're doing like in this is they're kayaking, right? They're not they're not just like sort of rowing a normal like rowboat they are they are like kayaking past ice flows um and this feels like such a it feels such like such a good pace it feels so like relaxing and good and like you said those harmonies i love on on that harmony part that row your boat row your boat row your boat yeah but like that that is like that sort of new melodic theme is it's so cool to have that and have the harmonies be so tight and feel so juicy and good before right we get back to the like original melody that everybody knows 
Um, but it makes, you know, it makes it feel fresh and new in such a great way. I, so, like, this is from the Getty episode, so they were pulling from funk. Um, yeah, and, like, and specifically, like, rhythm and blues. Yeah. More, more sort of broadly, which I feel like this falls more to rhythm and blues than it does, like, funk. Yeah, I, I would, one of my notes was actually, like, it's very, um, I, I want to say, like, 60s, like, like a, a 60s, like, girl group harmony. Mm. Uh, what a good remix of Row Your Boat. And it's also, like, they, they've so obviously tailored this song to the events of the episode and i love mm-hmm. that and it's also like a song that real like has real narrative yeah. propulsion to it right like some of these songs are just sort of like talking about like who the kids are going to be playing today as today and who like you know just just sort of fun things this this is really like there's like a narrative propulsion to the song like the music is working to progress the narrative forward and i love how it's like they're racing each other like like Tasha's like, I'll go even faster. Um, and then there's Tyrone at the back, like feeling like, oh no, I'm never going to make it. I'm like, he, like he's, he's sort of so insecure compared to the other two. Um, and, and I love his sort of bridge section that he has. Yeah. Um, it's great. It's also like, this is the most like relaxing race song <laughs> I've ever heard. There, there's, there's some other like songs for Backyardigans. I'm, I'm thinking about like, there, there's, there's specifically an episode about, about racing um that has some songs that are much more sort of like active and but this feels like this feels smooth this feels uh, relaxing this is a vibe you know what i mean like this and and i feel like that's that's what i'm looking for when backyardigans does these sort of remixes of of children's songs that we know really well or even just songs that we know really well in general but like is is making them new for us and making like you know i'm like a 23 almost 24 year old man and i'm i'm like vibing out to row your boat yeah that's great that's a wonderful thing. that's how that's you know thing. you succeeded at your job like, <laughs> right exactly i'm like not in my head i could rap over this too you know what i mean like it's just it, it feels really um and, and and again like i said the, the beat mm-hmm. is really well made for this um and everyone's and and it feels like a complete song and everyone's singing is just is really solid on this one and i love that that um like Tasha and Uniqua and Tyrone, they all have such different vocal styles. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of those styles like are, are able to be shown here really distinctly um, and, and complement each other well. And, and again, like the blend on the harmonies is so good. So like, even when they come together, it's, it's tight, but when you are doing your individual thing, they're, they're, they're doing great. Yeah. This is awesome. This is an awesome, awesome song. And now we're at track 14. We were going to get, we had to get to it eventually. Do you want to start on this? Do you want to talk about this? start talking about this one? Into the thick of it. Ugh. <laughs> uh, this is another one that blew up on TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. Primarily, people just like using it as like a background track to something that else that they were doing, um, which then turned into people seeing if they could like keep the tempo of it. Like, like they would use it as like a tempo challenge. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, what. I love the you know woodwinds <laughs> again, make themselves known. Yeah, the ugh. I I don't know why. I I just I love that that they they they're so well placed and well utilized. What a strange genre. What a strange specific genre to be pulling from for a children's show. This is this is defined on the backyard against wiki like the music genre they give is Gilbert and Sullivan, which you know. I guess. Shit. <laughs> yeah, the big orchestral style, the sort of, like, sort of old school musical feel of it. It's not even, yeah. like, 
musical. It's like opera, which is so strange. Like, I right, love that. Like operetta it's very obviously gilbert and sullivan in the sense of like their their use of like patter like sporadically used but still like patter is utilized at points well and, and the big and the big orchestral hits too the like yeah if, if sung by like adult singers i could see this being a cut track from pirates of penzance mm-hmm. right but as it is it is not sung by adults um i i am gonna submit what might be a hot take, which is that this song is highly overrated. Yes. Highly overrated. I, I don't really fuck with this song. I I can understand why, like, the, the one specific section of it at the beginning is so memeable and why it became a thing on TikTok. I can sort of understand that. But as an actual song, like, all mm-hmm. the way through as a song, it's kind of annoying. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's not, it's, I mean, I appreciate the big orchestra sound. I appreciate the sort of hits of that. And I also sort of appreciate the fact that it, that it does tell a story and that there is narrative progression to it. But this song is one of the longest songs on the album. This is like two and a half minutes mm-hmm. and it could have ended halfway through for me and I would have been fine. Yeah. Um, and, and I also have to mention, I know we, I, you know, I, I really don't want to be like. Like, like I said before, like, these are kids singing. I don't expect, like, amazing vocals out of them or anything. Um, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But but th- that, like, high part, the da-da-da-da-da, that bit, none of them can hit that shit. None of them. Maybe Uniqua. Uniqua maybe gets it a little bit, but all of them are really straining to hit the high notes. And they're also re- kind of reaching for the low ones when it gets into that, into that yeah. low section, too. And it's... It's really, it's, it is kind of painful to my ears at the, at the beginning of the song to hear, to hear like Unico like straining like that and really not, and, and none of them really being able to, to hit those notes. And that's like a thing of like, I don't know. I, I appreciate the, I appreciate trying to introduce this particular kind of musical genre, but I think with the kids singing, like they, like their voices are just not equipped to ha- handle this kind of music maybe. Yeah. Um, it's a lot like they there's a lot of variety like it's a really interesting i think it could have could have been a really interesting song and could have worked well maybe if it were was sung by people who who were more vocally prepared and trained for singing this kind of music um but as it is it really it, it doesn't i don't know it's not it's not working for me it's not working for me yeah i i also think it's a very overrated song i yeah, I think that there were there was ways that this could have been written to accommodate the fact that like the, to accommodate the kids' voices more, you know, it was like longer and repetitive, and I was sort of ready for. I, I agree, I was ready for it to be over about halfway through. Well, that's the thing. There's like no bridge section, right? Like it's just the same phrase repeated like four or five times, and it, at, a, at a certain point, it feels like it's getting old. And the the into the thick of it, like that's sort of catchy. Like that definitely, I'd be lying if I said it didn't get stuck in my head. But it is, but it's it's one of those kind of catchy things where it's like after a, like it doesn't take long for it to get annoying. Castaways feels like it's a much more solid song. Again, not one of my favorites, but it's but it's at least a much more sort of solid musical song. Whereas this, it feels like it blew up specifically because like a, a certain chunk of it, a certain section of it was very memeable. was very memeable, like just the beginning. Um, but then if you listen to the song as a full thing, it doesn't really hold up in the same way. Yeah. It's it's there. It's you know very popular. 
Let me see how many streams this one has. Hold on. I just checked. This song has 13 million streams on Spotify. That's um, crazy. <laughs> that's so crazy. That's crazy. And the thing is, like, and, and the thing is, like, it's not, I, again, I can appreciate, like, how the memes work, how the memes work, but there's no reason to me that this song should be as popular as it is and, like, a song like Secret Agent or Yeti Stomp. Um, or, uh, or or even that Row Your Boat remix we were just talking about. There's no reason to me that those shouldn't be as popular as this, if not more so. So that just feels a little, I don't know, a little off to me. You've been listening to Tune Tunes with Owen and Eliana and our current discussion about the Backyard Again self-titled. This series and our previous series about the first Phineas and Ferb album are available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and basically anywhere you can listen to podcasts. And if we're not on your favorite platform, feel free to angrily tweet at us about it and comment on our TikToks at ToonTunesPod. Our theme music is by Adamir and our artwork is by MJ Smith. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time.